Hello everybody, my name is Nkozi and this is the Two Sides of a Coin podcast and normally I would be saying that here my co-host John is, but we're going to do something a little differently this week. John unfortunately had to attend an event, so what we're going to do is we're going to actually move up our pop culture segment first, then John's going to come a little later, he's going to give us his food picks, and then he's also going to talk about our pop culture segment for this week, which will be the Black Adam movie review, as well as the really interesting news about Marvel casting Harrison Ford as General Thunderbolt Ross. So let's just jump into our first segment, which will be the movie review for Black Adam. Now, I am a big movie buff. I love movies. And I have a theory about movies, whereas your enjoyment of a movie is more tied into where that movie matches up when it talks about your expectation versus what you actually receive. If you walk into a bad movie that you're expecting to be bad and the movie's actually decent, that's so much better than a movie that you walk in with medium to high expectations and getting a low return or getting a bad movie. Now, the problem is with a lot of movies that are bad, we know they're bad before we walk into the theater. We can see that from trailers. We can see that from word of mouth. We can see that from, you know, just the general feel of a movie. A lot of people can spot a bad movie a mile away. But the one kind of movie that we can't spot, that's very, very easy for us to misjudge, are mediocre movies. These are movies where the movie isn't bad, but the movie really isn't that good either. And when your expectations for the movie are super high, and they just bottom out into that mediocre bracket, it can lead to a terrible movie experience. So... As I'm talking about that, let's keep that in mind with Black Adam. Is it a bad movie? No, I don't think it's a bad movie. But is it a mediocre movie? Yes, absolutely. It is a mediocre movie and it shouldn't have that held against it. But at the same time, we get to talk about the problems that are in this movie and throughout this movie. So for those of you who don't know, what Black Adam is. Black Adam is a DC superhero movie. It stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the titular Black Adam, the guy who is named after. You have a couple of other people coming in on the movie. You have Aldous Hodge, who's playing Carter Hall, aka Hawkman. Aldous Hodge, you may know from some of his amazing work in movies such as, uh, Three Nights in Miami, as well as on the show uh, Leverage. I personally love them as that. You will also have Pierce Brosnan, 007, as uh, Dr. Fate. You'll have Noah Centino. He's Adam Smasher. You'll have uh, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone. You'll also have uh, Sarah Sahi as uh, Adriana Tomas. And also you'll have Bodhi Sibonyi. He's also playing her son. And this movie is really, it all takes place in this fictional area called Kondok. 
And this place is more of an allegory for a Middle Eastern type area where people are coming in, exploiting the resources. This place is not really ruling itself. And Black Adam comes in where the entire tagline is, he's not a hero. So what is he? He is him. And I'll just start with all the negatives first, because I feel like that's better to get out the way. Uh, the first thing is, this story is not developed well. I mean, to say it's not developed well is probably an understatement. It's supposed to be this allegory about us invading or other people invading other nations, taking their natural resources, taking power away from the people, and it never lands. From the first moment you get into the modern story, it really just misses again and again and again. I would say the weakest part of this story is when there is no action taking place and it's just two people having a discussion. And these are really good actors like Sarah Sahi was in Person of Interest. I love that TV show. And... Aldous Hodge, as I mentioned, he's a great actor. Pierce Brosnan, he's a great actor. They are trying their best to elevate the script that they were given, and it just it doesn't work. It never lands. The person who I feel bad for the most, actually, is uh, Bodhi, who plays Sarasahi's son, Amon. Um, he is really given the short end of the stick because he's given a lot of the lines that you're going to find the most annoying in this movie. And I've seen him in other stuff. He's actually a really good actor, but the script is really just not there. I don't like it when a script will turn a child into somebody who's annoying for the sense of being annoying. You get the sense that they're not trying to do that, but the problem is they don't succeed at all. So that's a big problem with the movie. Another big problem with the movie is that this movie, weirdly enough, tries to stay too grounded. And what I mean is when they try and stay too grounded, I mean when they get fantastical, when they really get out there, because this is a DC movie, the problem is they're trying to build this into economic policy and international law and whether it's right or not right to invade a country and all of these things and all of these big important questions that do need to be asked this movie just doesn't handle it well so when you get to these fantastical moments you're just left with a sigh of relief like whew I'm glad that they were able to get off that because they just don't handle it well. You feel like there should be a conversation around this. Like Hawkman has his point of view where he feels he's right. And Black Adam has his point of view where he feels he's right. And that should really be a more defining characteristic of this movie. And it just does not come off that way. It hits the ground and it just stays there. And both characters come out the lesser for it. Another problem is the villain. This has a Marvel Phase 1 villain problem. 
in that in phase one of Marvel movies outside of Loki, most people don't remember the villains. And that's because when Kevin Feige did a lot of those phase one movies, the villain was there more to introduce and to show off the hero. They weren't there for any character development. The problem with this movie is that it has one too many villains. It has its pseudo villain, which is the JSA, and then it has a secondary villain. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but the pseudo villain isn't treated with enough respect. And the secondary villain is so last minute and slapdash that it really does invalidate the entire first hand or the first part of the movie. Another problem that this movie has is sadly with the JSA, the Justice Society of America. Um, Their intro is terrible. It's not that it doesn't make sense. It is this movie introduces a character that you did not think was going to be in the movie. And that character is supposed to be the tie-in to the main world in regards to these guys have been here the whole time and it ties into the DC Cinematic Universe. The problem with the DC Cinematic Universe is that because it's so fractured, the JSA's intro doesn't work because you're just left wondering where were these guys when, you know, all this stuff was happening? Where were these guys during the events of Justice League? Where were these guys during the events of Suicide Squad? Where are these guys during the events of the second Suicide Squad? There are so many questions that they leave that it really spoils the JSA and their entire come into the movie. Also, just a quick side note, a lot of people will mention this. It does, in fact, look like they are renting an Airbnb from X-Men. It is not, not that it's bad. It's just very unoriginal. And I think they could have done a better job with that. There's a stinger in the mid-credits of this movie. You really don't need to stay around for it. It's not very interesting. It introduces a character where if you love them, sure, you can stay around. If you don't want to stay around for the stinger, you're not missing anything. Trust me, you're not missing anything. Now, having said all of those things. I know you're thinking that I don't like this movie. And here's the thing. This movie is an oxymoron. This movie is, I walked out of there and I thought, this is the worst movie that I had an amazing time at. Because here's the thing. When they're sitting down and when they're talking and when there's no action and when it's dialogue versus dialogue and ideology versus ideology, The movie doesn't work. You know, it's like a car that just won't start. But once that action gets going, once you move that car, like in that movie Little Miss Sunshine, where they had to move the car in order to get it going because they didn't have a spark plug, this movie, once it gets going, it goes. 
and there is a lot of action. There is a lot of action in this movie. You can't go more than like 15, 20 minutes in this movie without there being action, which is good. And the action is so good. The special effects department in this movie needs to be given a raise. They need to pay those VFX artists more anyways, but they should have gotten extra money because they did an amazing job. I mean, really, really amazing. Also, they push the PG-13 rating of this movie to the absolute limit. I mean, they do not make any bones that people are dying. Like, Black Adam is not messing around. He doesn't pull his punches. He's not trying to knock out people. He is absolutely trying to kill people. And you will 100% see him kill people. And he does not apologize for it. He will absolutely just... Some of the ways that he kills people is really, really graphic and really surprising. They truly went for it with this movie. And... I really appreciate that. Also, I do have to give credit to The Rock. The Rock is not himself in this movie. Now, for some people, they might think, well, The Rock, when he acts, he more just plays a character or he more plays his wrestling persona. And in this movie, I actually think he tones it down and he is acting in this movie and he's actually doing a pretty good job. So if the script was just a little bit meatier or just a little bit better constructed, I truly think that we'd be talking a lot more favorably about him because he does a good job in this movie. I'm not going to take that away from him. He does an, a really, really good job as Black Adam. Also, while the JSA's intro is handled poorly, the actual Justice Society of America is really, really fun. I mean, they're really fun. It's crazy that when we look at this, we get the JSA, and after I left the movie, I was mad at the JSA. And I was mad because I said, this is what we should have seen well before this movie. Because after this movie, with all its problems, I would still want a Justice Society of America movie. I would want a movie with these same characters, uh, Noah Santino and Quintessa Swindell. Their chemistry is cute. They're the junior members on the Justice Society. You know, Aldous Hodge, he has some great action scenes, and I think if he's given... A little bit of a different direction and he doesn't just need to play the you know unwavering support and the bullheadedness of that character I truly think he could bring in an amazing job Pierce Brosnan is Pierce Brosnan but I actually I really enjoyed whenever the JSA is fighting that's an amazing scene when they're fighting against Black Adam, those are really good scenes. And they made the JSA feel powerful, but they also made it clear who was the most powerful, which is Black Adam. This movie, when you walk into there and when you walk out of there, 
you're going to walk out of there and you're going to say, this movie has bad parts in it. Bad parts that suffuse the entire movie from beginning to end. That third act is really weird and it should have been reworked and they should have caught it. Because it just feels like the movie should end about 15 minutes before it actually ends. But anytime you see the action, anytime these characters are really going into it, are really pushing the envelope, are showing their abilities, they're fighting. There's a good scene where it's Black Adam in the beginning and he's fighting a lot of mercenaries and him taking out the mercenaries looks cool. These characters always look cool. Every time they are fighting, every time they are in action, they look amazing. Even the villain, even the second villain looks amazing in this movie. It is when these characters have to stop and just talk. That's the problem. I walked away from this saying, even in a bad movie, you walk out of there with like two or three good scenes in this movie. I walked out of there with like 10, 15 great scenes that still, even after seeing the movie, I really enjoy. Even remembering them, I really enjoy. So I guess where I settle on this movie, it's decent. It's not great. This is more like a superhero Fast and Furious movie than any kind of Marvel movie you see. And... If you want something big and fun, this movie is going to be great for you. If you want something that's a little bit more in-depth or if you have a little superhero fatigue or if you are just looking for a different kind of superhero movie, this is not the movie for you. You will not enjoy it. You're going to walk out of there and you're going to remember all those cons that I talked about earlier. And you're not going to appreciate the pros. So take that what you will. I really hope that, you know, this review was helpful. And yeah, next time you hear me, we'll be talking with John. Where we'll go over our food stuff. He'll give his quick little review for Black Adam. And also we're getting to Thunderbolt Ross and how that situation is different than the Black Panther situation. Hey guys, and we're back. John is now with us. Say hi, John. Hey, everybody. All right, so, John, let's go right into your food picks. Yes, yes. So, I love Caribbean food, guys. Let me tell you, I really love Caribbean food. And one of the restaurants I have come across... I didn't just come on, come across it once. I came across it twice. I came the first time I came across it was at the wine and food festival. I was hungry, looking forward to trying these jerk wings, and I didn't know, like, seeing it. I was seeing everyone with them, and I assumed Wild Wings is at the uh, wine and food festival at the event. I mentioned it to my coworker, and he laughed at me sarcastically. So I got to meet the manager of Jasmine's Caribbean Cuisine. She was able to um, give me the 
just about, you know, the restaurant and how long it's been open. It's just recently opened in the, um, the location where they're at now. She, she felt like what, what they brought to the Wine and Food Festival wasn't enough, but it was effective. And what they had there was these jerk chicken wings that were so good. Like, you know, you have jerk chicken before, Kennedy, right? Yeah, I've had jerk chicken before. Yeah. So usually when I've had jerk chicken or jerk chicken wing, it's either been too spicy or it, it, it's lacking that spicy kick. And I got to say, Jasmine's Caribbean Cuisine Restaurant they hit the nail on the head with these jerk wings. Definitely hitting the hell on the head. So I, I, I was like, look, I got to try these again. So I went to the location and I ordered the jerk wings, you know, because that's what I really came there for. I didn't, wasn't really intended on getting anything else. And I ran into the manager again and she suggested that I try the jazzy pasta. Now the jazzy pasta is like rasta pasta and what's so what's so good about this pasta is like usually when i've had rasta pasta i always got it either with chicken already in it you know but they don't they give you the option to add the chicken and whatever else you may want it so the options they give you is chicken or shrimp or you can just have it regular as it is it's cheaper if you go regular as it is and you're not even, you're not missing out. Like it's $4 extra if you put the chicken in it, Kennedy, on top of the regular price, which is like, which is literally like $12 a dish for the $12 for the um, jazzy pasta. But if you add uh, chicken, it's a little more. But I really liked it, man. I was, I was, in, I was like, man. And I just had it by itself. I didn't have nothing in it. I didn't have no chicken. Just just regular, right amount of thick, like a, had like this thick Alfredo-y, like uh, cabanera sauce. I tell you, I was in love with that right there. Plus, that was the only thing I tried. I tried also their crab cakes with corn, sal corn salsa. It had a slight kick, slight kick of flavor to it. It was real good, though. It was real good. And, it, it, it like, the whole restaurant, like, the decorum of the restaurant just took me back to, like, this uh, diner I went to in uh, Port Lacaya in the Caribbean. And when I mentioned that to the manager, she was like, oh, okay. Thank you for the compliment. I mean, that's a big – because she, she has family who lives in Port Lacaya. So she was like, for me to say that about her restaurant – the comparison she was she took it as a compliment so yeah guys definitely definitely check out jasmine's caribbean cuisine definitely check it out and i'm going to now move on to my next restaurant which is uh lamai's fish market now i really wish lamai's fish market was near me kennedy I really wish. I'm telling you, it is on point. I was at the Wine and Food Festival when I came across this place and I 
sat there, like like hovered around this um, booth. And I watched how the guy made the paella. Like the first thing he was doing with the rice, he had the rice um, season throwing in the seasoning for the rice. Then he added piece by piece of the seafood. So first thing he added with the rice, I mean, first thing he added was the mussels. Then he added the the shrimp, and I'm telling you, and he had um also what was that little? It was one thing. Oh yes, 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 yes. He did. He was one thing that he was so good about it. He just did everything. It was like everything was like um like he was doing like making a like a, actually fixing you like if so, a bartender was fixing a martini. It just looked like that poetic. And I was like, wow, this guy puts real effort in, in his paella. Like, this is no joke. Like, if there was a paella contest, I know he would definitely win. His restaurant would definitely win. Because, like, everybody that was everybody at the Wine and Food Festival was like, yo, where did you get that paella? And then, like, then when everyone pointed, like, the line just formed and kept forming and kept forming. I was luckily, I was luckily glad I got me some paella before they shut that thing down. And I said to myself, shoot, after the event, I was like, dang, I really want to go there and try it again. So I went there and even at the location, it was like heavy to get. Like they literally were saying like, oh, for paella, it's going to be this long if you want the paella. So like you get seated, but like. You'll be waiting long for um, that certain dish because it's a fan favorite. It is a very, very big fan favorite. Definitely, guys, I, I highly suggest checking out the Liam's Fish Market because once you try that paella, you're going to be like, oh, that fat man was not embellishing. He knows what he's talking about. And Liam's Lamise Lamise Fish Market is literally something you should. That's a good date spot. It's really a good date spot. You know, take take the if it's like your third day, your second day, definitely, definitely want to um check out Liam's Fish Market. Now, I do not suggest people go there if they're allergic to seafood please do not go i do not want to get in trouble if you have a seafood allergy but you already know that and that is um all i have to say about the food kennedy okay so is it liam or is it lamise or it's lamise that... i say it lamise because um that's 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 what I you know when I read it out at the Wine and Food Festival and I googled it I wasn't I didn't have a hard time uh, I didn't mess up on the name because usually when I mess up on names I don't get the right directions. Okay, cool. All right, so John, I know you saw uh, Black Adam. Um, mm-hmm. I gave my review where I said that basically Black Adam was the story wasn't great 
but it had a lot of great action set pieces. So how about you just give a quick mini review of Black Adam? Okay, so my honest opinion, I agree with you 100%. The story story needed needed a lot of work. It was good. It was a good movie. The Dwayne The Rock Johnson did his thing as Black Adam. Alan Hodge was a good um, Hawkman. Didn't didn't have no problems there. And yeah, I mean, if you're into action and a lot of explosions, this and the third, Black Adam's good to see. It's definitely good to see. For all my friend my fans who people who are like me who are are addicted to remember berries i'm slowly slowly getting off the remember berries kennedy i think i'm going to hit a breakthrough in the next two weeks well that's cool yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm, i'm fighting my addiction of remember berries i just i i would normally say you know if you had like a little superhero fatigue and like if actions and like explosions wasn't your thing, I don't think Black Adam is going to get you to change your mind on superhero movies. Um, I, I do think it's a good movie. And while the, while the script is the weakest thing about it, I do think that the actors in it are pretty good. I also mm-hmm. did kind of rage about the JSA was really good and they also had an Airbnb in the X-Men's house. Yep. So, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I did, I did like it as overall. I did like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. Point. I'll see it. I want to see it again. Yeah, I would, I would definitely see this movie again. Like, I would not see a bad movie again, but this one, if somebody was like, hey, let's go see Black Adam, I'd go and watch Black Adam again. It was fun. Uh, the one part I liked about was when he zapped the, the, um, one of the mercenaries. Yeah, that, that whole mercenary scene in the beginning with yeah. Black Adam. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they I love that. Push that PG-13 to the absolute limit. Yeah, they they definitely just oh, made yeah, it. They, did. they definitely made it so that way it was riding the edge of R, but it didn't go over. Nah. And that was pretty impressive. Oh yeah. But definitely was. Well. So think, I, I say to I say to everybody, definitely. Because a lot of people even when I left the theater, everyone was saying, yo, best DC film. I was like, I was waiting to hear what they uh, else was going to say, and then I heard overheard someone say, "Yes, yeah, the best DC film next to Aquaman and Superwoman." I Aquaman was like, and Superwoman. Yeah, I heard someone say that. Like, are they talking about like the nineteen seventy Superwoman? I didn't know. I I took the cutoff when. This girl said that, and this other guy said that. I was looking at them like, seriously? Were we, were we in the same theater? I mean, hey, 
that's why I said if you're the kind of person that was looking for something a little bit deeper on the story, you're not going to like this movie because the story is the weakest part and the villains yeah. are very forgettable. Yep. I, the one thing that did kind of confuse me was the ending with the whole Superman ending. That confused me. Yeah. I mean, it was something that I didn't think was necessary, but they included it. So I think they mainly did it to make DC fans happy that Superman is coming back. Oh, so it wasn't like a hint on something new, um, more stuff they're going to be doing with Black Adam? I, I don't think so. I mean, but I did get word that already a Black Adam 2 is in pre-production. Wow. So you're already getting a sequel. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, but... Man, I, I was just... That, that, outside of that, that was the one thing in that movie that confused me. Yeah, yeah. You know. I could, I could absolutely see how that would be confusing. Just because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does. Totally does. And I do want to now see a JSA movie. I agree. A JSA would be good because we get to see the 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 Jay Garrick Flash and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we get to see Jay Garrick Flash. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Like I know you didn't hear my review earlier, but the one part that I was mad at is that. DC showed that they could have done a JSA movie and they mm -hmm. never did. And that was really, that was, that made me angry because I was like, this is the blueprint, the JSA parts for a JSA movie. This has everything you need. Like we could yep. have seen an Adam Smasher. We could have seen a like Cyclone. We could have seen a Doctor Fate. Absolutely a Doctor Fate movie, and we could have seen a Hawkman right. movie. I am interested yep. by these characters now. Where if they wanted to do just the JSA movie, I would be a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah, you know, but we will see. We'll see what they do. Yes. Now that I think we're both done talking about that, there is something I did want to pivot to, and that was a story that came out earlier this week because, you know, uh, William Hurt, the man that played Thaddeus Ross in the MCU, he passed away. And recently, they recast him with... Harrison Ford, which obviously a lot of fans are happy about. Harrison Ford is a great actor, you mm -hmm. know, but that also spurred on a lot of the discussions that have come out about Black Panther and why they didn't recast T'Challa and everything like that. Now, I was okay and perfectly fine with them not recasting T'Challa in this movie. But I know that you feel differently about that. So you want to talk about that real quick? Okay. So I I saw if they were going to recast 
it wouldn't it wouldn't have been bad. It wouldn't have been bad if they recast it. Because when I saw the first Black Panther, I loved it. Beautiful. Amazing. You know, you talk about you, you, you give the origin story between Killmonger and Black Panther. Like why Killmonger wanted to end Black Panther. We get that. But like if you recast it, you can take it into another storyline. Like, we have so many versions of, like, we have one story of the Black Panther that's, that I liked. I liked how um, the animated story, Black Panther story, the series that they aired on BET, if they recast it, they could have did that with the MCU and still had Harrison Ford in it because that's who I would, that's my go-to person. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I do. Right. Um, it's just when you're talking about it, it reminds me of that quote from Jurassic Park, which is like, your scientists were so preoccupied whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And that's where I'm at when it comes to them recasting T'Challa. Because Mm -hmm. when you're talking about recasting him, If you're going to recast nine times out of ten, they don't pay homage to the character that was in the role. They just move on with a new story. So if you think about it, they've recast a bunch of people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They didn't pay homage to Terrence Howard when Don Cheadle was recast as him. They just moved on. They didn't pay homage to the previous uh, Red Skull when the new Red Skull came in because he was recast. They just moved on. So you have this weird dichotomy of, hey, we're going to recast this actor while also paying homage to that actor and also honoring their passing. And I don't know about you. I don't see a story where they can do all three of those things successfully and the movies still work. Like, I can see one, maybe two, but you can't do all three. Like, can you think of a story where they do all three of those things, where they honor Chadwick Boseman, they move on with the new Black Panther... And then they retroactively rewrite them in all of the movies, all in the same movie. Yeah, nah, nah. I, I, I see them messing up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I see where I, I, I literally see them messing up somewhere. Like, honestly, them not recasting him is probably the easiest way to not mess up this situation. True. You know, they honor him. And they move on with a new story that does include him, but mostly honors his passing. Mm -hmm. That's a great story. But the thought of that did bring me up to three people, three roles where the main actor was not recast. And another movie happened and they just moved on where they acknowledge this character's passing or they just did not include them in the movie. And I'm bringing up main actors because side actors, it happens to all the time. 
like mm-hmm. literally while we're having this discussion that reminded me that Fandro, one of the Warriors 3 was recast for Thor and we don't even think about the first actor right and they never mentioned the previous guy it's just who the new person is that's who Fandro is and let's be honest here about William Hurt William Hurt is an amazing actor he's been doing this for decades mm-hmm. like only people who are really really young are going to remember William Hurt for Thaddeus Ross like this is the guy that was in The Village the one of the great M. Night Shyamalan movies this is the guy who was in History of Violence Good Shepherd into the Wild, Yellow Handkerchief, Robin Hood, AI, Artificial Intelligence. My favorite movie, Mr. Brooks, when he was Kevin Costner's dark half in that movie, <laughs> just egging him on to kill people all the time, and he was amazing in it. So, and yeah. Like, Thaddeus Ross is a side character, even though he's been in six movies. He hasn't been a major, like, protagonist in any of those movies. In <clears throat> it's different when you're recasting a side character versus a main character. Like, there's a big difference. So, the first one <clears throat> we're going to bring up is... Uh, is a guy that's close to my heart in the Star Trek universe. And we all remember the rebooted movies. And with those rebooted movies, if you'll remember, the Chekhov, the actor that played him, Anton Yelchin, he died before they started filming the third of the rebooted movies. And the big thing was... Mm. When he passed, they could have recast him and moved on. Or they could have just not recast him. And in the end, they just did not have Chekhov in the movie. They didn't recast him and they moved on. Now, his death was tragic because his, just like like Chadwick Boseman's, it came on a guy who died way too soon. Like... I believe he was under the age of 30, so he died way too soon, right? All right. But that same situation happened with another role and another actor that I know you personally loved. And uh, that is Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. If you remember, Heath Ledger, before The Dark Knight came out Heath Ledger had passed away yeah because that movie was released after his death literally so I mean the, yep. yeah nah when Heath Ledger went out that that was a hurry yeah so I don't know if you know this but in the third movie because of his performance before the Dark Knight even came out, they were going to have the Joker in that third movie. After he passed, they changed it and they took his character entirely out of the movie and they rebuilt it with Bane in there. 
So, John, because I know you love The Dark Knight so much, and I know you loved Heath Ledger's Joker so much, would you have been okay with them recasting somebody to play the Joker and be in that third movie? It had to be somebody that was really, real that can literally light my, light my fire, light my, like please the inner Joker with me in me. He'd have to be somebody that could please the inner Joker within me. Okay, and who do you who who was that actor that you think could have done it? That actor doesn't even exist yet. I mean, I had my idea of people, but no, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. I mean, there's only one person I feel that could come close that might be able to come close to Heath Ledger, Joker, and but it would come off too buddy comedy ish. Is Matt Damon? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that Matt Damon could pull that same aura off. That would have been weird. That yeah, that's real uh, weird to uh, see. Versus having no Heath Ledger, no Joker in there, or a Matt Damon Joker, I would have taken no Joker. I would have absolutely taken no Joker. As I said, person hasn't 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 come to light yet. Well, I think you know you're talking about somebody hasn't come to light yet. Let's talk about one galaxy that's far, far away where they did have somebody who passed away in the final filming of this movie. Do you know who I'm talking about? Hold on, hold on. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, so I'll take that as a no. Nah, it's, 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 not, it's not hitting. You, you hit up, st- it got the, got, the end, got the fire burning, but there's no spark yet, no spark. Well, I'll I'll have to give your condolences to poor poor Princess Leia. Oh, and of course yeah. I'm not talking about Carrie Fisher. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, Carrie Fisher passed away while they were filming the second and third of the rebooted trilogy for Star Wars, and they had a choice. They could have had somebody come in finish up the parts with her role, used face-changing technology. Or they could have had that actor pass away in the movie. And they chose the second path. Mainly out of respect for the actor and also because Princess Leia is such a huge, huge part of Star Wars. They wanted to respect her they wanted to pay homage to her and instead of doing that they just had someone else come in no they just had her pass away in the movie and you know i i think that's the i think that's important so when we talk about actors and roles and why these things are important we need to remember that these things don't happen in a vacuum we need to remember that when chadwick boseman passed away while it's great that the fans are really you know behind the character 
we have to remember that almost the entire cast was returning for that movie. So these are people who were grieving a man that they knew, that they worked with for months, that they were friends with, that they loved. And to ask them to just accept somebody else coming in, taking this person's role so soon after they passed away, I think that would be too much. I think it's better, honestly, to honor the person and honor what they were, honor what they could have been, honor what they've done, than to simply move on, to simply turn the page. And if they would have done a movie with any, and there are plenty of amazing black actors that I think could be recast as T'Challa. Mm-hmm. If they were to put one of those guys in there and they don't hit that mark perfectly, everybody's going to walk out of the movie with a bad taste in their mouth. Especially at the end of the movie where they're going to do a, you know, a tribute or at the beginning of the movie when they do a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. So I understand. I appreciate everyone's fire, everyone's passion about this. I just think it's better. It's much better if we get the movie that we're going to get, one that's built around his passing rather than one that is built to replace who he is. Because that's the only way I could see it happening. Any other way mm-hmm. would be either silly or it just wouldn't work, at least in my opinion. You know? Okay. But yeah, having, having said all of that, I think we've got everything out for this week. So, John, you want to tell people where to find you? Well... You can find me at Fat Man Loves Anime NYC Twenty One, or you you'll probably find me in a restaurant. Most likely, probably random run into me into a restaurant. Well, thank you, John. Uh, but as I normally hmm. tell people, if you want to find me, don't. But if you want to find the podcast, please. please find us on Twitter. We're at two sides coin find us on instagram at two sides of a coin all one word and if you want you can email us at two sides podcast that's t-w-o-s-i-d-e-z podcast at gmail.com please feel free to message us comment like subscribe we we love to hear from you and we want to hear from you so we do Hey, guys, have a good week. I hope you enjoy Black Adam. And if you don't, please let us know why. Yes, please let us know in the comments. All right. Have a good one. Good night.